Ocean FM. Donegal Plumbing and Heating, Old Lahey Road, Donegal Town. Suppliers of underfloor heating packages, aluminium radiators, Samson and Daikin air-to-water heat pumps and all your renewable needs. And sponsors of the Donegal GAA podcast. It's just fabulous to see him alive and up and picking her up. The thing about the club is you don't choose your club. Um, it's, it's like family. You want to get back out on the field. It's just uh, it's, it's in your blood, I suppose. And you just want to get out there now and get the games going again. Brian Murray, Thank you. let me shake hands with you. You came in here hobbling. How are you feeling now? Oh, I'm all right. I'm all right. I tell you nothing about a couple of pints, won't do, I'll tell you, you know. He gets a bit behind it. He launches it in. It's over the bar. The wee man from Chichar. Yes, welcome to the Donegal GAA podcast with Ocean FM. Paddy McGill coming from McCool Park in Bally Beaufay, where it's finished. Donegal, one goal and 20 points. Cork, two goals and six points. That's 23 plays 12, so an 11-point victory for Jim McGuinness' side in the Allianz National Football League. Division 1, second coming, bit of a few tongue twisters there. There was no tongue twisters, there was no confusion. Peter Campbell, man was spoiled from a Donegal point of view, an emphatic victory. What did you make of it, Peter? Yeah, I suppose when we heard that Austin Gallon wasn't started, we were a little bit worried, especially, you know, the return from the other forwards in the Dr. McKenna Cup final was poor. But, you know, uh, I think it's 12 different scorers today for Donegal. Um, scored 1-8 against the Breeze, 12 points worth it. Um, you know, there, there wasn't very little um, to complain about from a Donegal point of view. There, there, there will probably be, and um, the review, they probably will think about those, the goal chances that they give away. Uh, this new... Um, new era of playing goalkeepers out the field and when you see a ball turned over and your goalkeeper's on the halfway line uh, it happened twice today it happened in um, Tralee last night as well and, and it's happening in all games so far but I think teams are going to uh, persist with it it seems to be part of the, the modern way of playing the game but uh, apart from that and maybe just a, a small period in, in uh, maybe of about five or six minutes in the first half when uh, Cork threatened to get through the Donegal defence rather easily uh, and create and they created one goal chance probably created uh, another half chance as well but those those were only the, the only negatives uh, an awful lot of positives for Jim McGuinness we have four home league games uh, during the campaign it's imperative that we won the four um, that's where you make your eight points eight points maybe with maybe someone squeezed from a one or two uh, away from home would get you promotion near most years certainly will get you into the All-Ireland series and I suppose those are the the, the objectives for, for, for McGuinness and Donegal to make sure that we were in the promotion race come uh, the end of March and that we're in a comfortable position that we'll finish in the top six in Division 2 anyway so that we're definitely in the All-Iron Series Yeah, fair enough Manus Boyle you're alongside Peter Campbell and myself for commentary today my emotions are always over the always all over the place when I'm watching Donegal play but when I was driving here to Bally Buffet this morning and you knew already Jason McGee and Michael Langan wouldn't be playing we knew Owen Ban Gallagher was on the bench we knew Keelan McCoggan's not available Niall O'Donnell you know, one or two more. Sean Patton, by the way, I thought Gavin Mulroney was brilliant. We'll come to that in a second and who was good for Donegal. So we found out just before throwing Gallon wouldn't play okay. And 
we found out then Brian Hurley was going to play for Cork. I was very nervous, and as I said, I'm all over the place before Donegal games, but it felt midweek. It felt like a banana skin, but that banana skin almost. I had loads of lads texting me, nearly feel fancy Cork to win this game. So that was a big. That was a big win. Yeah, it was. Uh, I mean. I suppose when you do use the leg, and I mentioned during commentary of the game, when you lose the likes of, of Gallon, who is probably on a day like today is at least four or five points uh, in a good, in, you know, in, a, in an average day for him. Um, what surprised me was how open Donegal was. The last time Jim took over, Donegal were much more reserved, much more conservative in their approach to attacking. This is more, it's all out it's all has to be because that's the way Dublin, Derry, Kerry and they have to go like that and it's not that Jim is rewriting the book this time it's Jim has to copy the book and he has to get us fitter and he has to get us comfortable playing the game like that Peter mentioned the goalkeeper leaving I think uh, that is part of the, the game I think the goalkeeper actually should be your sweeper and he shouldn't be joining in the attack but I, I do think that is a, a, a good part of the game it's good, I suppose, until you get caught, maybe. Because it is going to, it's going to happen to every team. It's not even a criticism of, of, of the game plan or any keeper because the best we see, Rory, begging, we saw Clock. It's going to happen to them all, isn't it? And we actually are nitpicking because, to me, God, it was a hammering today, really. Yeah, Apart I, from just two little mistakes, that's going to happen in every game. Yeah. If there, if there was a, 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 a nitpick, one more point, and I, I did. Can I see it against Derry, too? We are open down the middle. Now, I know we have. Jason McGee and we have Michael Langan to come back, Connor Donnell, St. Junins to come back, and needing somebody at that six or at that strong position in the middle that when teams come down the middle at us, and we will get much better opposition as the year goes on coming at us than Cork. Cork today, they showed flashes, you know, at times that they are good footballers in them, but not consistent. They were in good enough shape, probably better shape than they were in other league campaigns but they just have the killer instinct when you come away to places like this and you have to silence the crowd early here uh, where Donegal settled four handy points before Cork went up got a score they got 1-1 but then Donegal hit them then with another four or five points and that's that's where the good teams don't allow that second four or five points um, Donegal Jim will know he'll know he has to close down the middle because well, it's much better than the past year or two, isn't it? Well, I mean, scrambling, hunting, and packs. Yeah. T- yeah. To be fair, to be fair to uh, Paddy Carr and and Paddy Bradley and and Aidan O'Rourke, uh, they were given a bit of a a, a different uh, reception than Jim McGuinness. Um, and it's quite embarrassing for me to say that. I feel ashamed to say that. That when you ask somebody to do a job, that you'd be a hundred percent, that you're a hundred percent behind them, or you're, you know, or be honest and tell them. But we weren't that, and that showed in our performances last year, uh, and it showed in the uptake of supporters going to games last year. We weren't, and we weren't in a good place last year. Yes, it needed Jim. It needed somebody to come back, but it also needs people to be realistic that it's going to take a while for us to get the standards that that Derry, Kerry, Dublin, Mayo have set and they've been consistent now for the last three or four years so it's going to take Jim and the rest of his management team but mostly the players to buy into that for three or four years and then maybe we'll see the rewards of the work that they're doing now. Um, 
I, I, it's almost unfair on the beginners for people to come in and just say turn a magic wand and he would know yeah. that himself and he, he can't do anything I said I said that last week there's this innate organic hype when he comes in because he is a fabulous manager and he's a great GA man but it may, it may take time but victories like today it, it's just a small step isn't yeah, it yeah it's a help and it's a, it's a huge help it's a big help for the younger players that, that came on today that started their first league campaign today you know even the energy that Darrell Beale showed today and I mean Darrell Beale was one of the best Donegal players we had last year he didn't care who he was playing for he was wearing a Donegal jersey and he played outstanding in most of the games that I've seen him um, but that now will generate hopefully Paddy McBurdy was back to his best Donny was brilliant yeah, today and a different like he, he worked so hard he crowned it off with the goal he was really an encouraging for the rest yeah. of them around him wasn't he yeah and, and I mean Jimmy Brennan was devoid of confidence there maybe in the last six to twelve months we didn't see the two Jimmy Brennan last year we've seen glimpses of him today um, and hopefully he'll he'll get more opportunities and he'll get better and better and better I mean the ultimate goal here is is, is Derry in the championship and, and Celtic Power. That's the ultimate goal. That's what you play the game for. People can talk about National League and all that there, but it's always about championship. And, and in the back of everybody's, every player's mind will be, I want to be on the first 15 to play against Derry. And if you have somebody like Paddy McBurdy, Owen Ban, Ryan McHugh that are there, have been about they know what it takes and they're looking at these players and they're giving it all not because Jim McGuinness is, is in charge but because they want to play for that green and gold and that's what matters Paddy you know it's, it's the jersey you wear it's the community that you represent it's the county you represent I mean that's what it's about Jim will make those things that the players need to make it more comfortable he'll make all those things happen um, but they still have to buy in and it's about wearing that Donegal jersey and it's, it's they probably don't realise it now but it's when you're uh, <laughs> when you're 25 years or 30 years past playing that you you understand then what the older players were, were explaining to you when you went into the squad what it was all about and that is what it's about is representing the people that from from Malin to Glen to Bundorn to Lifford you know to, to, to Balvafe and that's what it's about like and um, you know that today is a good start uh, but there'll be tougher days than this but if we keep going the way we're going then things will only improve yeah there's no doubt about that Peter who's good for you today oh yeah uh, just to, uh, before I say that uh, what Manus is saying is Jim has brought, brought that charisma I think to get people behind Donegal again and that's that's the most important thing everybody is positive um, today um, like we scored 12 points in the first half we scored what 1-8 in the second half and like we, we've outplayed a Cork team that are I'd say fairly up to speed um, we, we have outplayed them in both halves overall You know, I, what I'd be really happy with is the young fellas that came in um, Donald McGillibreda wasn't named on the on the programme but came in and played centre half back I thought, and I actually got on the scoring Gavin Mulraney started his first first. I think he's been really good in the past two outings yeah, well he's been a, a very good uh, key, uh, keeper in the county for a long time now like, uh, like he has shown that 
playing for his clubs and alls. And I think that, that's another thing from today. That like the three players from the one club, uh, that hasn't happened. And that's my 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 old club, the club that I I, I started kicking ball with. And to have three of those lads playing on a county team, what will that do for the young uh, young players of of Mancharis, of of, of Inver, of Drummerone? Like they should be wanting to put on that county jersey as well after seeing that. And and all three of them, and like it, it's very rare that Brendan McCall gets the chance to take a point, and yet yet he's on the scoreboard as well today. But the three of them were excellent. The three of them, uh, yeah, among uh, but uh, they, they they couldn't have given any more. Uh, uh, and and, and I, you saw how Morgan came into it towards the end, like he was fl- he was still flying at the end. He was doing that in the McKenna Cup games as well. The other player that I probably I want to mention is Kieran Moore. Uh, mm-hmm. Like he he he's he's new into this into the squad this year. Uh, did very well for St. Eunice in the cha- in the club championship last year. McGuinness has obviously seen the talent that he is. Uh, he's been brought in there. Actually, start started off in the middle of the field. He he has the engine uh, for the modern game and uh, Hank Manners was telling me earlier the modern game is all about uh, running the player who cannot you know who, who cannot keep up that up and down up and down the field he, he's going to be special to actually uh, remain on a, on a county team in the modern era and, and McGuinness obviously is, is tapping into this modern game um, as uh, you know, back in 2010, 11, when he came in first, he wanted to get his defence right first, and then then he played some great football in 12, 13, 14. But now he came in this time, and he's actually going for it from the start. We saw in, in the very first game against Armagh the interplay between players. They, they had to uh, t- to try and create the goal openings. Um, it's probably more doubt. More they haven't got uh, really good weather to do it yet. Then certainly today wasn't the day for it. Uh, they were kick passing the ball forward more, uh, especially when they had Oshin Gallon on the field. And hopefully Oshin's injury, whatever kept him out today, won't keep him out for too long because he he's a a great target man at the at the moment and like he's been through a a great club campaign in Donegal. Uh, Player of the Year, Sports Star of the uh, Sports Star Award on Friday night as well. Like the awards have come for him, but hopefully uh, Jim will have him back on the field uh, for for Cavan next week. Um, like that'll be a, a bigger test uh, going into Cavan's home ground in, in Breffney Park. They'll learn more lessons. The Kieran Moores, the Oshin Caulfields. Um, it'll be interesting to see uh, the Gavin Mulroney, Sean Patton. Uh, big decision for for uh, Jim McGuinness uh, to make. Yeah, we've two very good goalkeepers now, haven't we? Exactly. Like that's going to be a very big decision for for to make. Uh, you know, uh, Gavin certainly didn't do any wrong today. Um, he scored two two long range frees against Derry in the McKenna Cup final. Was there to was Tony Gall's top scorer on the night? Um, I only kicked today. Okay, from the TV screens, may look twenty five meters out. It was a hurricane. It was a hurricane. That was a good score. Oh yeah, he is a good. He is a good free taker. Probably he has that little bit over Sean Patton. His free taking would be better. At at at, uh, he hasn't got much chance at county level, but certainly at club level. Um, the kickouts, I suppose, uh, you know, you uh, it, you couldn't judge him on today. He was excellent today. Um, you 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 get the Patton's low flighted kickouts that. 
long long kickouts can can be you know a, a game changer as well. So you know we're blessed to have two keepers of that uh, of that of that standard available for for McGuinness. But it will be interesting to see will he go back to Patton or will he give Mulroney his chance? Just before both of you go. A number of people were texting me who all are missing Donegal. So from today, look, Sean Patton, but Marini's a very good goalkeeper as well. I suppose Keelan McColgan, we believe he'll be back at some stage during the league. We're still not sure. Owen Ban was back today. Jason McGee gone. Michael Langan. That's your first choice midfield, I suppose. Niall O'Donnell, Connor O'Donnell, Karen Donna. I said Keelan McColgan already. So Hugh McFadden, yeah, still a lot of lads to come back, and I'm probably missing one or two more manners. That's going to be a big help. A lad I love watching play him, and I probably said it in the podcast a hundred times, I think Oren Doherty is a lovely player. I did you wonder get the official man of the match? Because we're literally, we're just commentating. I, I saw TG Cahar had him dragged over. We said already Kieran Moore was brilliant. Ryan McHugh was back to his best, wasn't he? Manus, and I thought Oren Doherty was superb. We've already mentioned Paddy McBrearty, very good. I will say that, uh, you know, uh, it's important that when players you say players have to come back and there's this player missing and that and because of their past and their reputation that you would think automatically they'll come into the team but that not that may not be the case I mean if there if there is a space available it is for us going forward which leaves Oshin Gallon probably odds on if it, once he's fit he'll come in but other players will have to fight and will have to show something different and that's good and, and that's that's what you need that's where you, why you have the Derrys the Kerrys the Dovelins the Mayos at the standards they have because <clears throat> for every player that they have on the pitch there's one or two fighting for that position off it um, and that's what Donegal and Need probably hadn't had it for a few years now. We've been consistently playing the same 15 to 18 players uh, all the time, which is not good. Um, but by giving the younger lads, the likes of Owen Doherty, uh, Young Moore, uh, Miguel Abridja, you know, that opportunity, um, and the, a, a player that I think is just, you know, head and shoulders above, sometimes more than he shows with Shane O'Donnell. Um, Given him the number eleven shirt and, and or ten or eleven or twelve, whatever, uh, and allowing them lads to play, they will show, you know, they will bring on everybody, and and there's no reason why a young player can't bring on an older player. Um, the likes of Michael Langan and Jason McGee, they've probably a lot of work to do to catch up because, to be fair, um, you know, Kieran Thompson is probably your mainstay whether they move him out of the middle and maybe put him at 10 or 12 I don't think Jim will do that I think he'll leave him in the middle because that's where you get the best out of him um, can he play Langan at 10 or or Jason McGee at 10 or 12 I don't think so um, so Jim will want to play the game a certain way and he'll want players with pace uh, energy um, and Jim mightn't be allowed to play anything because he can't get away from signing autographs. Fair play to him. <laughs> um, I, I, you know, he'll want pace, he'll want energy. But the probably one thing he's looking for from any of the players coming back is that in order to to be in the top, you know, four or five teams, you need and you, you're forgive me for the expression, but you need a few dogs, you know. You need a few boys that'll fight when they need to fight, that'll start a row when they need to start a row, and, you know, that don't mind getting a yellow card or a black card or a red card, and we need them, and we don't have them in abundance yet, uh, but we need to find them, and we need they need to find that within themselves. Um, regardless of the players that are out injured, they'll come back, but they'll fight hard to get back into that team if they can if they continue to put performances like that on the field super stuff man a spoiler let you get back to Kelly Beggs Peter Campbell 
Final word with you, Manus, and we appreciate you for joining us on commentary and the podcast. Final word, Peter Campbell. What, positive day overall, wasn't it? Oh yeah, a very very positive day. Like they uh, to score one one twenty in any game, uh, but to do it in the, in the conditions that are out there. Actually, looking out now, it's actually the, the wind. The wind has calmed. Uh, it's actually lovely f- football weather out there now. But Donegal scored twelve, as I said earlier. Twelve, 12 was it? Uh, one seven, uh, one eight, one eight. Yeah, one eight, and with twelve different scorers. And like it was a complete contrast to what we saw in the Dr. McKenna Cup final. Um, Hopefully, um, um, what we saw that day, um, that we weren't showing maybe all of what was here against Derry because of this meeting on the 20th of April. And I think that will be in the back of Jim McGuinness's mind, no matter what. But uh, like the, uh, uh, what happened today uh, will, will please him a lot. Uh, there are some aspects of it that he knows he'll have to work on, especially uh, the the goal chances that uh, Donegal coughed up. Um, like they only only conceded two; it could have been four. Uh, uh, but like, uh, and they didn't probably con- create that many goal chances themselves. Not, not apart from McBurty's scoring the one. There weren't many clear cut ones. Kieran Thompson had a half chance, I suppose. Uh, but he was very good as well. Yeah, he's he's good, and he he like he links around um, that midfield area. Um, maybe he's not an out and out midfielder. Manus thinks he is. Um, I thought Keelan McGonagall did well when he went in there today because he has that bit of power. And I know McGinnis was toying with the idea of playing him at centre half back, but he may have found uh, he may have found if Donald McGillibreedy gets a bit of experience, he he's big enough to actually play in that centre half back role, and um, because. Because I, I, I'm worried that they will need the McGonagall power around the midfield um, by the time they get to Celtic Park in April. Um, like Brendan Rodgers and, 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 and Conor Glass are, are, are a formidable midfield pairing and Donegal will, will have to match them on that. But no, that's a long, long way off. Um, you know, It's all about the league now and it, I, I like... Donegal people will travel to Cavan next Sunday. Uh, I'd say they're travelling big numbers now because of this, and uh, you know it's, it's a, a big day for them. Uh, it's a big, uh, be a, a much bigger test. It's a, and I promise, let me go now. That's a massive game, and people will go, "Oh, you're only into round two. No, but Cavan, Cork, Armagh, Donegal, maybe Kildare, but Kildare lost last night. It win next week for either Cavan or Donegal, and they are in an incredible position for promotion. They are because. You'd expect Donegal to win some of the rest of their home games, okay? You, you know, you would. And I know it's totally... I am being disrespectful. No, I'm, I am and I'm not. I'm being pragmatic. Donegal will be hot favourites against Fermanagh. be hot favourites against Loud. They'll be hot favourites against me at home. So if you can beat Cavan next week, all I'm saying is it puts you in a really good position. And equally, if Cavan win, they're in a really good position. Yeah, because the other, the other two away games, they're away to Armagh, which is a really tough encounter in the fourth round, and they're away to Kildare, and they have to travel to Carlo for that. So if they could get that result, even a draw in Breffney Park next Sunday would be a huge result for them. They're top of the table at the moment uh, with, with on score difference, and that's a 
you know you can't do any better than that after no. after one game uh, and if they can uh, share the spoils at least next week um, they'll, as you say they'll be in a very very good position uh, have Fermanagh at home for the third game and you know you'd expect that they'd, uh, they would beat Fermanagh at this stage but, th- but those games the league games can be very very difficult you won't you won't get a result unless you put it all in on the pitch and we saw uh, maybe a little bit slack in the first half when Jim McGuinness got them into the dressing room at half time they were a different team in the second half and uh, he'll be uh, say imposing that his will on them to, to start uh, start like they played in the second half uh, next Sunday in Breffney and if they do that you know there's no there's no reason why they can't go there and win as well Like Manus Boyle Peter Campbell thank you for joining me on commentary and for staying on in the press box here for the Donegal GAA podcast Cheers Paddy OK now we hear from Donegal manager Jim McGuinness after his side's emphatic 11 point victory over Cork here he is talking to various reporters Coming in against Cork, a team on the way up uh, over the last season or two, we knew it was going to be a really tough battle, um, and it was. First half, Cork really, uh, ha- they had our number for a period of time there, um, you know, on breaking ball and turnovers. Now, a lot of the turnovers, uh, from our own point of view, were sort of unforced errors, you know, and so there's a, a lot of tidying up done there, a lot of tidying up on breaking ball. But uh, obviously, any day you can put 120 on the board and get your points, uh, you have to be happy. and. It's good to be going back as well with a lot of things to work on during the week. With the elements as they were, Jim, the pressure's on if you have them in the first half to get a bit of a lead up. Were you happy enough at half time? Yeah, listen, we felt, you know, we needed probably seven or eight points because the you know the the, the power of the breeze there. But really happy that, you know, fellas stepped up, uh, Oren Doherty kicked three big, big scores when we needed them. Um you Karen Thompson kicked a big one with the outside of the boot. Um Patter Mogan with Brendan as well. So they were all very, very important points for us uh, that kept the scoreboard picking over for us. Uh, and then we got sucker punched again with an unforced error um, at the start of the second half. So, yeah, listen, a, a lot to work on, but um, good positive attitude. Um, I suppose the fingerprint of the team or the fingerprint that we want to achieve with the team in the second half started coming to the fore, you know, quick transitional football, you know, and good support and and, and dangerous. Uh, and that all, wasn't there uh, all the time in the first half. Now, it's difficult, you know, Cork were defending um, for their lives, you know, in, in a compact area because of the breeze. So it made it difficult for us, but thankfully we got a lot of them scores uh, away. Yeah, and a great response when they got that goal because that brought it back to five, which in the conditions wasn't a huge lead at that particular stage. No, definitely. And uh, Keelan McGonagall going back in the centre half back helped us immensely and picked up a lot of breaks himself. And it was a platform to go forward. So that was uh, that was certainly uh, very beneficial for us. And then obviously Patrick, delighted to see Patrick getting the goal, and we, I think he finished with one six. You know, and that's, that's particularly in the absence of Washington. What's the story there? Uh, just a, a hamstring, uh, you know, it's not even a tear, it's just a, 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 a strain that he picked up um, two weeks ago actually. And um, he played last weekend, he felt alright, and then it just tightened a wee bit on him, so we just said we wouldn't take a chance on yeah. it. That was also. 12 or 13 different scores today is encouraging, Jim? Yes, and listen, you know, from our own point of view, we've given a, a number of young lads, um, you know, their debut and game time today, and that's that's very important. As I said to the boys in the, in the team meeting before the game, you know, there'll be a big crowd in Balbafay. Um, you know, and all they want is to know um, 
that there's an honesty and a purity to what we're doing and that we're going to work hard for each other and try and do the best for them. Last year, the team got criticised a lot and uh, and challenged a lot in that regard. So it was important that you know that the energy was there and uh, and uh, and then try and match that with quality. And so, listen, we got we got all of that, even though there's there's an awful lot to work on. Jim, you got Owen Ban back on the pitch today. Those other lads now, where where are they at in terms I'm of? Very close, like uh, Michael Langan, very close. Sean Patton obviously will be available next time round. Um, who else is there? Uh, Huey's getting closer. Um, the Owen Ban got the got the time today. Oshin Gallon very very close, like you know. So there'll be three or four probably available for next weekend, and maybe another four uh, that it'll take another couple of weeks. You know. Jason, uh, he's probably in that second category. Yeah. It's impressive to put in that performance with them, those amount of players missing. Like I mean, that must be very encouraging for you as well. Yes, and and, and listen, um, you know, nobody knows how it's going to fall on the way down the line. You know, just because people have been here and and have been tried and tested, it's up to everybody. I believe anyway. When you're in a squad, it's up to everybody. You know, to put their best foot forward and uh, and 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 if you get a chance, take it and stay in the team. Um, and so that, that's what we want. And obviously, some of them are very important because. Um, you know, like the likes of Michael and Jason, all they, they have massive presence. Uh, and I suppose in the first half there, when we needed to fetch ball or break ball, they would have been very, very helpful to us in that situation. So, so you know, there's there's all of those types of things going on. And, and um, but at the same time, delighted the that the younger lads, you know, that got their opportunity were able to step up. But See, then, the, sorry, the one one that Cork kicked there in the second half was us trying. It was unforced. Us trying to kick the ball and them countering. But immediately after, I think it was Kieran Thompson, Jamie Brennan won freeze by looking to break lines. Got into contact, kind of. It's not really in vogue in football at the minute, but it just goes to show you if you're if you're willing to break a line, you'll get the reward as well. Yeah, listen, I suppose we're getting too deep into it, Frank. Like you know, um, one of my things looking at Donegal, you know, I suppose in recent times was you know when the ball was won, it went lateral, and uh, even today, I think you know we could have done that better and, yeah. been, and been more dangerous. Uh, and I speak of the transitional football, and that's very, very, very closely linked to it. You know, we want to be, we want to be sort of aggressive in, in terms of you know getting up the field and ask questions of teams. And uh, it wasn't perfect today, but in the second half, those spaces sort of started opening up for us, and we were able to to make good quality incisions um, and get the ball over the bar. The bottom line is the way teams set up now, like Cork in the first, you have to be able to do both. Yeah. And in the second, the, you know, the, the closing stages of the game, I thought we did do that well. We kept the ball well and we controlled the game whenever they needed the ball. And so you do have to do both, but you also have to have your own belief system and value system around how you want to play the game. There's a wee bit of history revision on Friday night about the Sligo game in here in 2011. It's kind of, it's kind of strange to kind of remember back how maybe. You know, the lack of confidence on the side you know you had a lot of work done you said but just against Sligo they weren't in the mindset maybe to go out and shoot. where's this team do you think in terms of their mindset you know and maybe their experience in the last few years um, listen all I can say is they've been brilliant like they've been brilliant to work with you know there's, there's no bother with them and that's that's the truth um, you know they're they're working hard they, they know where they're at they know where we want to sort of get to eventually and that is to be able to compete with the top teams at Ulster and then once you start doing that then that can give you a platform to go to the national level but um, you know there, there's some very good sides in Ulster at the minute which will take a lot of sort of catching but uh, we need now just Frank is that we need to we need to jam as much in as possible over the next uh, seven, six fixtures now and, and learn as much about our own lads as possible. Jim, what would a successful league be? Um, I think just uh, 
you know, finding players, um, settling on a style. Like we're we're road testing loads of things. We've always done that, you know. Um, we're asking sort of different questions off the boys in different games. You know, we've played friendlies this year, probably we never did before because you have to play as much of that um, nailed as possible before the season starts because there's no gaps. You know, somebody gets injured in the first game, they're out for three or four games. It's so tight. So, so yeah, you know, successful league for us would obviously be promotion, but trying to find out as much about the players as possible and uh, as much as possible at how where we want to fall come come the summer. You know, in terms of style of play. Marty Boyle is floating about there, Jim. What's yes, what's his role in there? What's his? What, trying uh, to say he's doing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> He, he seems to have initials on a coat anyway, which is uh, an, an important role anyway. Uh, I know, everybody's important. Everybody carries the same level of importance in the backroom team. Oh, well, can you delve into what, what he is doing in the backroom team? Uh, listen, uh, Marty just comes in and gives us uh, his, his time as best he can. He, his, his own job is um, his evening work, so it's not easy to have him around the place all the time, but uh, he's, a, he's a good football man. Uh, he knows football and understands football, and um, so we just try to tap into that as much as we can. Very good. Or we Kevin McGettigan went off there? Kevin went off, yes. He uh, he got a bang down the back of his Achilles and uh, it aggravated it and he, he had to come out. Yeah. And what about Calvin? They had a great one uh, very good, yesterday. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And they're, it's a tough game in Breffney Park. It is. It's a very tough game and that's the whole thing about this. You know, you put 120 in the board with the rally. You're back to zero tomorrow morning. You've got to be able to be ready. And I'll be writing on the articles tomorrow morning. I'll be... I'll be, uh, I'll be watching videos and uh, you have to be ready uh, you know for, for, for next weekend and they, they, they had a very very good victory and well deserved I believe so so yeah um, we'll, be, we'll be starting all over again tomorrow morning OK so that's it for the weekend's edition of the Donegal GAA podcast my thanks to all my guests and to Austin O'Callaghan on production who always fires out these shows in rapid time good start for Donny Gall and Jim McGuinness aside we'll travel to Cavan next Sunday throw in for that one is at 4pm in Kingspan Breffney Park Donny Gall sit top of the table but we're only one round in a big massive thanks to our loyal listeners who are tuning in in your high numbers right throughout the globe we will talk to you next Sunday bye for now stay safe and we'll talk to you then Donegal Plumbing and Heating, Old Lahey Road, Donegal Town. Suppliers of underfloor heating packages, aluminium radiators, Samson and Daikin air-to-water heat pumps and all your renewable needs. And sponsors of the Donegal GAA podcast.